Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is the King's Court on Arena Sportsnet. Presented by American Grappler. I got more swagger than Mick Jagger. More sex appeal than Vince Neal. All guests from all walks of life share their time with the King of Connecticut. They are dreaming of just one night, just one night with a man such as myself. Any and everything goes. I am the King of Connecticut. I was raised with class and sophistication. And now... From Norwalk, Connecticut, weighing in at 230 pounds. If George Clooney had muscles, they'd call him the King of Connecticut. The one, the only, Matt Granahan. It is the pernicious purveyor of preposterous, manipulating the minuscule minds of the masses of miscreants. I am your host, the suntan Superman, the king of Connecticut, Matt Granahan, and once again, riding shotgun, the one and only Guru Pudin voice of Chicago. They call him Senior Sexy, Brian Snow. Are you there, Brian? Snowman's right here, Your Majesty. Good to have you back again. Awesome. Well, we got Brian Moore from Legends in the Cage as our featured guest. But I got this boxer, this old boxer over here at the King's Castle. And he keeps trying to take the microphone away from me because <laughs> he's trying to turn himself into a rapper. I mean, I'm like, oh no, I'm like, bro, you know, we all know you as a boxer. You know, you're not a rapper. I mean, I'm a great rapper. I'm a great songwriter, as you know, Brian Snow. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I'm just going to give this guy the mic just for a quick minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, <laughs> Iron Man. Hold on, buddy. I'm giving you the mic. Here we go. Here you go. Here's your, here's your here's your six seconds of fame, bro. Oh boy. My name is Mike Tyson, not Henry Ford. <laughs> I love I like the coochie and I love the Lord. All my suits are custom made, tattoo on my face, and I still get laid. <laughs> Give me back the mic. <laughs> Give me back the mic. Come on, buddy. Really? <laughs> Give me back the mic, Mike. Really, buddy? Come on. We You've been trying to be our, a guest on Kicks Court since we started in season one. <laughs> maybe we'll get you in for season four. Just maybe. But not yet. we got Brian Moore coming up. Legends of 
big cage. And when it comes to boxing, we're going to have next week the lovely, the sexy, the vivacious Showtime Boxing's Amy Hayes. So we'll get to you, Mike. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, Mike. We'll get to you. Hey, 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 buddy, settle <laughs> down. You don't, want me, you don't want me to take you down and stretch you like a rubber band. You know, wrestling beats boxing ten times out of ten, bro. So get over there in the corner and shut your mouth. Mike. Oh, God, Mike. Oh, God. All right. So this right. is well, how Brian, we start. Brian, so, Brian, so this uh, is how we start we this week. Ross off the show. Come on. <laughs> um, now we can we can talk about we're we're, we're going to introduce something called King's Kitchen. Oh boy, Brian Snow. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, oh man. You know that one of my unknown talents is is the art of cooking, and I got a I got a Filipino barbecue I'm cooking. Right now, and I'm about to add some some sautéed some sautéed eggplant and garlic to it, and we're gonna slow cook that pulled pork. Oh man, with the soy sauce, with the ginger, uh, the vinegar. Oh, it's delicious. The that grilled just pineapple. sounds so divine. It, oh man, it, it, it's making me hungry. And whenever I make this dish. I always save a bunch of it, Brian, and I'll give, give you the recipe because it's easy to make. Whenever I save it, I make uh, I make sandwiches, you know, like barbecue sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And they're great. You know, I make barbecue sandwiches after. You can even have them cold. They're delicious cold. It's oh, so wow. good. So oh, good. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, like I've I even made that... Filipino barbecue omelet before. Really? Oh, yeah. I even made that in the morning. You know, everybody thinks... My my cooking is is limited, but man, it's it's really not. It's vast, and I you know I told people I love to cook, and we're going to explore that aspect. Speaking of that aspect, I'm going to turn it over to you because speaking of cooking, I know you've been on a diet, you've been training hard. The women have called you sexy snow, <laughs> and um, man, how's it been going? How, how has it been going? The the the, the training. Well, I set a goal by the end of this year to be out of the 300-pound club, and it looks like I'm going to make that goal before the end of the year. I'm sitting at uh, nice. three. I'm sitting at 320 right now. You know, doctor's been on me saying, you know, just just uh, level, just level off. You know, keep doing your cardio, keep uh, lip, lifting some weights, but keep the weights somewhat to a minimum because you want to get those those last 20 pounds off and get out of the 300-pound club. That's the goal I have set, and that is the goal I shall reach before the end, before the end of the year. I can't tell you how much better I feel since I started this last year because we talked about this last year, and it's been great. It has absolutely been great. There are times – and days where I'm in I'm in the gym and I'm thinking I'm making progress, but I would get so frustrated when I would step on the scale. But that's when uh, my trainer and also my doctor got in my head saying, "Don't worry about the weight, don't worry about the number, just keep on the path that keep on the path that you're on." So while I'm talking about this, two things I had to give up, which were vices of mine, especially. When and Matt, you know my schedule. I call at least a hundred games a year. Yes, I had to give up pop. I had to give up Pepsi. I had to give up the. Ch- I had to give up the cherry Pepsi, especially because Marquette Catholic kept feeding me that. 
And the second thing I had to give up was the junk food. Because with me being in so many arenas, you know, that's all they had. So what the Future Misses has started doing is packing my lunch or packing my dinner whenever I go on assignment. So she'll pack a little snack for me, uh, a couple bottle, a couple bottles of water and and uh, things like that. And one of the things I am allowed to consume when I'm on assignment, oddly enough, is Gatorade because one of my doctors was one of my trainers was at Marquette Catholic and she saw how I go through how I go through a lot energy wise when I'm doing uh two games in a, especially when I do two games in a day so you know she suggested you know with you being in these gyms these high school gyms that can get so that can get so hot especially during especially during the winter carry some Gatorade so that's been being put in my yeah. in my work box also and it's worked definitely for the electrolytes gatorade's definitely great yeah, absolutely yeah i know the gym is some times be an interesting place and brian do you ever see that commercial the how you doing commercial the old budweiser commercial yeah yeah i've seen it oh man oh man hey for me coming from the northeast down south, I always kind of reference that commercial. Everybody back home, when I went back home to headline at Norwalk High School, headline the wrestling show against Ring of Honor superstar Chase Brown, the cauliflower one. Yeah. Everybody was asking me, what's it like, man? What's it like down south, and how is it so much different? And I always tell people I reference that commercial. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's like back home, we really didn't get in your – in your business. We really didn't want to care what you were doing. You know, we were focused on ourselves. Absolutely. Which, which I would argue it can be, can be a good thing because of how I'm going to tell you about the gym story. So the old, how you doing commercial is great where the, the old Southern boy walks in the bar and New York and the guy, the bartender's and he's saying, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Tell each person. And they just, Hey, you doing? How you doing? We don't really care how you're doing, how you're right. doing. When we say that, right. so he asks us, ask the southern boy, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, well, I just got here into town. Y'all sure are an interesting, friendly bunch of people. You know, I'm <laughs> down here visiting my cousin. Kind of like, it sounded like, a, like I was, down here, maybe I was in Kentucky uh, where I destroyed your young Adam Newsom. I, I don't right. know, but I'm watching this commercial and and it's it's funny because when you get into the deep south down here, you realize the people are different. They're nice, but it's almost like a like a fake type of nice. And that it leads me to a funny gym story. Yeah, I had this gal um, who. Um, had who I was out with from the gym, and she she said, you know, I I gotta tell you something. And I said, what? So what is it, baby? And she goes, well, she goes, you know, we were talking on the stairmaster, and uh, after we finished talking, and you know, I gave him my number and everything. She says, this guy came up to me, and he started. He started trash talking. He says, you know, that guy, you know, he's just a Yankee. He hits on every girl in here. You know, he's a Guido. Called me, you know, every name in the book. And I I said to her, I said, are you kidding me? 
And she says, she said, no, but it kind of typifies the way people are down here. They just don't know what to make of the king down here. They're, they're, it's a really? combination. There's a, there's a deep seated jealousy, obviously of the king, my vast intellect. And oh, I said, yeah. you know, I, it, when I wrote the book too handsome for Hollywood, a few gals were telling me, you know, you absolutely are, you are too handsome for Hollywood. I said, yeah, but humility is, is, is really my greatest quality along with my, my vast intellect and unparalleled athleticism, you know? Man, so, uh, so yeah, that's, the, that's the, been, the that's jealousy been the struggle. Is... And it's a struggle for me down here right. in the deep South. The jealousy is crazy. You know, I could tell that, you know, from season one when we started doing this. The jealousy is crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody wants to be the king, and everybody wants to be the snowman, but they just don't have it. And when folks don't have it, that's when they attack everybody. It's like I say, the one, all the women and all the fellas want to be. And that's what the snowman and the king are. Yeah, you know we are, we are what they aspire to, and and our guest is in that same vein here, Brian Moore. I mean, this is a guy who started Legends of the Cage. Right. What a great organization! I told you as soon as I get off with you, before we record with Brian, I've got a, I've got a call from the Beast. Dan Severn asked me to be available here in another five minutes. Uh, He's got some business to discuss with the king. Aha! Uh-huh. But he is one of one of the legends of the of the cage, you know, uh, obviously. And the legends of the cage is all the pre two thousand five. And ironically, you know, as I, I managed the one and only American psycho Stefan Bonner, mm-hmm. and it's the pre Stefan Bonner Forrest Griffin UFC because those guys the UFC mainstream uh-huh. and you know prior we've had our Davey on the show um, we've had uh, we had Shannon Rich coming up in a couple weeks we mm-hmm. had the New York badass Phil Baroni who was a superstar before and after the boom oh yeah of the UFC and a lot of a lot of folks but it that's really the defining period in the UFC kind of went what what quote-unquote mainstream Legends of the Cage is an organization that seeks to honor guys like Dan the Beast Severn, one of our guests here, our actual first guest right. in, uh, in season three in our episode right. on politics. Right. Uh, guys like uh, guys like Don Fry, the Predator, Mark Coleman, all these folks that we're going to be having on our show because me to be brand ambassador and uh, host for all Legends of the Cage events. And we're planning a big event coming cool. up here the first of the year. And we're going to talk about that with uh, with Brian Moore. But it's funny because everybody I talk to, uh, everybody in the MMA world knows Brian Moore mm-hmm. um, he, in Legends of the Cage. Uh, he'll talk to you about it here on the show. He hosted the... Uh, event with UFC fight pass for the legends because UFC was kind of taking some heat. Like, Hey, why don't you guys honor the legends? You know, why don't you guys honor in the old timers? Right. I remember and, that. Uh, and Brian, Brian really led the charge there, which is why he's uh, again, you know, just like in our Davey, like a number of folks that we've had on the show, he's one of those guys that's such an important figure historically 
in the sport. Uh, and that's why we want to have him on. And he'll be coming up. He'll be coming up shortly, Brian. He uh, most certainly bit. will. And, and I have to say, before we, we cut to commercial, you're going to hear about a club out in Las Vegas. You're going to hear the legendary uh, UFC Hall of Famer, uh, American Psycho Stefan Bonner, tell you about that club. But October 28th, I just Uh-oh. got off the phone about an hour ago, Brian, mm-hmm. with uh, Amber Lynn Bach. Oh, boy. The one and only Amber Lynn Bach, Brian. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 boy. I remember you telling me about this big party. I believe it's down in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yep, Daytona Beach at Pinups, October 28th. I'll be hosting with Amber Lynn Bach, and it's going to be a Halloween to remember. It's going to be a very naughty Halloween going on at Pinups. And I'll be hosting, I'll be on the mic, uh, DJing and MCing along with Amber Lynn Bach. And really looking forward to that. Are you going to have some fun so, down in Daytona Beach? <laughs> uh, you know, I always have fun. It doesn't matter where I am, Brian. It doesn't matter so if I'm in Folly Beach, <laughs> if I'm in Wrightsville Beach, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm in Virginia Beach. Right. It doesn't matter where I am. If I'm back home on Long Island Sound at the beach, mm-hmm. wherever the king is, there's always going to be a good time. It should, certainly is going to be and, a good uh, time. Brian, I want you to come down. And if you don't come down for this one, I want you to come with me uh, and do a live broadcast at the Legends Room in Las Vegas. That we're gonna make, make that we're gonna make that happen for we season gonna, four because we're we, gonna go on our hiatus coming up here in a little bit. Yep. And Brian, I'm thinking, what do you think? Season four, we take over the Legends Room and do a live Kings Court. That will happen. That absolutely will happen, folks. You heard? It. Yeah, you, we've got you a heard couple it. months to plan it. You heard it. Season four will kick off in Sin City in Las Vegas. And speaking of Las Vegas, there's a very special place that you guys need to visit when you're out there. When you hear that, you'll hear Brian Moore when we come back. This is American Psycho Stephen Bonner, and you all know the suntan Superman loves the big juicy boobies, the bodacious beavers, and those beautiful brown stars. What you may not know is His Majesty's favorite place to party in Vegas is the Legends Room. Home to the hottest babes in Sin City, come on to the Legends Room and meet me, and who knows, you may even run into the King of Connecticut. Boom! We are back. We just heard from UFC Hall of Famer, the American psycho, Stefan Bonner. And we've got a great guest, and it kind of ties into the American psycho, Stefan Bonner, because uh, Stefan had a number of fights prior to 2005, but what really put him on the map was 2005, that fight against kind of was a, a turning of the page for the ultimate fighting championships. And if you're a loyal listener to our show, you know we've had Art Davion, creator and founder of the UFC. We've had Dan the Beast Severn on, who I just got off the horn with a few minutes ago. 
And the legends from the early UFCs and from early MMA. And those are folks that sadly have been forgotten and perhaps not even forgotten, perhaps not even known to a lot of these younger fans. I'm going to be on MMA Power Hour tonight, and I told Colin Crandall, the host, that I really don't follow UFC anymore because he wanted me to do fight predictions with him. But I told him I could give him that marketing perspective, you know, having worked for Bellator as a prime marketing consultant, I could give him a marketing perspective, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to really be able to break down your fights because the only fights I pay attention to really is if I'm broadcasting, but the era MMA that this man, my guest is going to talk about is one that everybody should know. If you want to know the history of the sport and I have got the one and only Brian Moore from Legends of the Cage on the court. Brian, are you there? Yeah, how's it going, man? Great, great. Welcome to King's Court. And I kind of want to give you the floor for a few minutes to talk about Legends of the Cage, talk about how it was started, and introduce yourself to the audience, what you guys do. We actually was founded in 2015. Um it started from a friendship between me and Gary Goodrich, uh, former UFC pride veteran Gary Goodrich. You know, getting to know Gary, uh, I seen a, you know, a need, a need for these guys to be remembered, a, a need for for them to have the fan love that they and they were fighters, you know. So, I made it a mission in 2015 to to, to bring these guys back to the forefront to make sure fans and, and of today and fans of tomorrow remember their names. And we've managed to get a great group of guys. We have over 60 guys at Legends of the Cage now and some ladies. You know, we represent the era of MMA. Um, you know, you want to say pre-Bonner, but Bonner's a member of Legends of the Cage as well. I mean, you know, he, he had an impact in the sport. So to us, that makes him a legend. Um, if it weren't for that fight with Forrest Griffin, who knows where the UFC would have went at that point, you know? Um, but yeah, we have some great guys on board, Don Fry, Mark Coleman, Gary Goodridge, Paul Varlins. Um, we even include guys that weren't necessarily fighters, but had a huge impact on the sport, like Art Davey, uh, Mr. Burt Watson, Stitch Duran. Um, the people that, that we feel need to be honored. Um, UFC's come a long way. They've done a lot in the last few years as far as revamping their Hall of Fame, um, you know, uh, giving these guys time on Fight Pass. It's all things that, that Legends of the Cage was hoping would happen, and it has. Um, but it's not enough. I mean, to us, we want these guys immortalized where fans can, can remember the sport the way it really was, not just the UFC's version of the Hall of Fame. Um, and we've been working tirelessly since 2015 to make this real. Uh, we've done lots of trips, visited lots of children's hospitals, juvenile detention centers. Um, you know, these legends just want to give back. They want to be a part of the sport. And for them to be able to come out and, and be a part of Legends of the Cage is a great thing. And we just want to get the word out there to all the fans. And I appreciate you for taking the time to talk to me about it. 
Yeah, and, and we talked about uh, about me working with you and helping you to promote this, and we definitely are on board. It fits in so much with what we do here and with what I do with my clients in MMA and the booking side because a lot of them are legends that are involved with your organization. So what we want to talk about is the history of your company, and, and you mentioned UFC Fight Pass. And if not for you, Brian Moore, there probably wouldn't have been that Legends panel that took place on UFC Fight Pass. Can you talk to the folks about that and how that went down and some stories related to it? Yeah, um, that's what pretty much put a lot of these guys back on the forefront. Um, in 2015, the UFC reached out to Legends of the Cage. They were wanting to do a Legends panel, which they've done every year since. Um, six out of eight of the guys on that panel were Legends of the Cage. And we went out, and the UFC got a chance to see the fan love for the Legends. Um, they got a chance to see the lines of people that stood in line for Gary Goodridge, Don Fry. Um, and that's another thing, you know, since we were there in 2015, the fan love for Don Fry at that expo was amazing. And the next year he's inducted into the hall of fame and we're just glad to be a part of showing the UFC that these guys still are a huge presence in this sport. I mean, fans love the guys from early MMA. So, you know, we do what we can um, as far as getting the word out. We appreciate the UFC for having us out for that event, and we'd like to do some more of them. Uh, like I said, the, the legends just want to be a part of the sport, and Legends of the Cage is here to make sure that they continue to be a part of the sport. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and Don Fry was inducted by my good buddy, the Beast, Dan Severn, and both Don Fry and Dan Severn have been professional wrestlers. And that's something you and I talked about, you know, my, my new tag team, the real shooters. And we've, you've, you started the page for the real shooters. I've got Phil Baroni booked coming up November 4th against Vinny Massaro um, from Lucha Underground with our buddy uh, Matt Freeman, who's going to join us for a simulcast uh, the week before that, that show. Uh, from inside BJJ, that's his promotion out in Stockton, California. And it's a natural transition for these guys. And what you and I have talked about, Brian, is putting together a either a reality show and using our connections in the reality show world or a, some live shows of along the lines of either USA Legends versus pro wrestling legends, MMA legends, pro wrestling legends, or maybe a reality show where, where some of these UFC legends transition into the world of professional wrestling. Yep. Well, in, in this, in this time, you know, where you have CM Punk, you have Brock Lesnar, you have all these guys crossing over. You have the talk of Ronda Rousey going to the WWE. Um, you know, there's so many fans on both sides. You know, we had the big McGregor, Mayweather, you know, bringing boxing and MMA fans into the same crowd. It's just, to me, I think it would be an awesome idea to, to pit these MMA legends against pro wrestling legends, you know, whether it be in a reality TV show setting or 
or, or whatever we may work on in the development of this TV show. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, between your connections and my connections, we have a great opportunity to bring these guys back to the fans of, of both sports. Yeah, and you just look at TV now. You look at uh, Impact Wrestling, which is TNA, known as TNA to most of the audience. They're the the biggest competitor to WWE, and they've got the American psycho Stefan Bonner coming in November 5th in the tag team against American top teams, King Mo and Bobby Lashley. And you've got Mr. Lambert who runs American top team and Gleason Tebow and uh, Marcus Silvera, you know, as Conan Silvera to a lot of the fans of Legends of the Cage uh, involved in that, that pro wrestling angle. It's going on right now. And, and WWE is so focused. And we've talked about this on the show with our connections, with me being good friends with uh, Gerald Briscoe, who's one of the heads of talent relations for WA, being so focused on the younger, the younger fan, or the younger wrestler rather, coming in and having that age cut off. They're not really bringing in the legends. They already have their Brock Lesnar. Impact Wrestling has really taken the lead, and I started that with with Stephen Bonner and Jeff Jarrett. I introduced. Jeff Jarrett to Stefan Bonner and set that booking up for him initially. And he took the ball and ran with it. He's done a tremendous job for them. And November 5th, you're going to see that pay-per-view on impact with Stefan Bonner teaming up with Moose from the Atlanta Hawks up against King Mo and Bobby Lashley from American top team. So they're already playing that out in impact wrestling and in TNA. And it's a proven to be, a ratings getter. This is this is going to put butts in the seats, as they say. So well, and, think... and the world of pro wrestling is is huge. I mean, the fans, their fan base is is a loyal fan base, the way MMA is, you know. And few people know, but a while back, Legends of the Cage actually inducted a professional wrestler, who is Bill Goldberg. Um, awesome. You know, he had been there for a lot of the early Pride events. You can go back and Google him backstage with Mark Coleman and Kevin Randleman and, 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 and Gary Goodrich and the stories these guys told me of the motivation of, of the things he'd done preparing them. He, for he owned fights. a gym. Uh, I'll, tell, yeah. I'll tell you a story about him. I trained in his gym. He used to own a gym in uh, Florida. I trained at his MMA gym. He wasn't there, but he owned that gym um, and was, and was very involved as well, far as uh, professional as, as MMA as a crossover. Well, if you go to our Facebook page, um, I'll be posting tonight on Legends of the Cage Facebook page. There's the announcement of Bill Goldberg when he was coming back to pro wrestling. It happened, you know, a year ago from, I guess, today. Um, and, and on his ESPN interview, um, Bill Goldberg's talking about Legends of the Cage, about how we partnered up to help a bullied kid. Um, awesome. And, and it just that one interview got us thousands of likes, thousands of follows. So I'm looking forward to working with you in a crossover between the legends of the cage versus the legends of the ring type thing. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got both here on, on King's court. You know, we, we work with both um, in the booking as far as MMA clinics. I mean, my MMA clinic company that I started 10 years ago is kind of a, a great crossover 
brand, American Combat Association. I started with Kamal Shalarus, who was an Olympic wrestler, WEC fighter, UFC. Um, we worked with John Shattuck. We uh, were featured in, in UFC Magazine in 2011. We've done clinics all over the country with the Beast Dan Severn, with uh, Phil Baroni, with Kamal Shalarus, and with an a Olympic wrestler, uh, Rustam Ismafilov. And um, we've, we've really grown, really become a brand that's been a crossover brand because all of us have also done professional wrestling. So a lot of times the bookings that I do are bundle bookings, professional wrestling and MMA clinics. And it's, it's such a natural marriage that, that, that I'm shocked that WWE isn't more involved in. I mean, let me ask you this question hypothetically, Brian we go back in time we had our Davion and I think we asked him this when the uh, UFC was sold to Zufa and to Dana White there was there was very likely and even Dana White has said this that Vince McMahon might purchase the UFC what do you think the UFC would look like in, in 2017 if Vince McMahon had purchased it if you look back if you look back on Facebook, on Legends of the Cage, a year before the UFC was sold to WME Management Group, I predicted the sale of the UFC. I told everyone on interviews, the UFC will sell within a year. I just seen the push. I seen the Go Big campaign. I seen everything they were doing that, that as a business I would do to, yeah. boot, to boost my value. Um, I was shocked. You're, that now, Vince you're, McMahon, now, Brian, you're you're talking about that second sale. You're yeah, talking the second about sale to WME. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what I was referencing was back when when we had our Davy on, we talked about the initial. Yeah, when they when they sold to Dana. Yeah. Yeah, when they well, sold to Dana. Yeah, because Dana's acknowledged that Vince McMahon was in the contention to buy them out, and I was shocked. Um, I was shocked was Vince didn't try this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a moneymaker, but it had, I don't think, I can't say it wouldn't be successful. Vince McMahon is a promoter like Dana White. I mean, one thing they know how to do is make money for their sport, you know? Um, Definitely. But it would definitely not be, uh, to me, I mean, in all honesty, I feel the UFC um, has watered down MMA in a way. it's, yeah, they, more, they have. it's more commercialized now. It's there's there's too many UFC events. Uh, there's they're trying to get every dollar out of it, and I understand as a company that's what you do, but there's things the UFC should be doing with the money they're making towards helping these fighters. You know, I've heard too many stories of fighters not being able to pay for training camps or driving junk cars to a title fight. Um, well, it's it, it, it's more like. Uh, MMA in general and UFC is much more like professional wrestling and than it is anything else. It's not like football. It's not like baseball. There's no union. It's not, it's not like boxing because boxing is so much different as far as all these multiple promoters. It's a lot more like the WWE and that's by design. I mean, that's something that Dana White followed Vince McMahon's his game, he was, his yeah. game plan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what. I was probably 
the biggest Conor McGregor hater in the entire world, his first five fights. Um, I thought he was all talk. I thought he was a blowhard. But one thing Conor McGregor has done for this sport is show fighters their value. And, you know, I'm slowly watching fighters come around to what they're worth. Um, The free agency deal, the the hitting Bellator versus UFC. And I feel that's a great thing because, you know, a lot of fans feel like MMA started at Forrest Griff and Stefan Bonner. I mean, and to a lot of fans it did, um, but there's so much more. You know, you look back at the IVC pride, all those events and all the fighters that we well, represent. You know, look at amazing. look at MMA across the country, Brian, you know, because yeah. I, I competed in MMA. I coached and trained a lot of guys who competed in MMA. And there's MMA shows every single weekend all across the country. Go on MixedMartialArts.com and just look at all the MMA shows across and, the country. And I, and I can be honest, I've seen some tremendous fights. Diego Sanchez, Gilbert Melendez. I mean, some, some fights I'll never forget till the day I die, but the best fights I've seen are local MMA. They've been yeah. put on at FSF MMA in Michigan or Support Dan- your Danger local promotion. Zone. Support yep, Danger and that, Zone. And that leads me. And, man, I'm going to tell you, that Dan Severs, Danger Zone. But let me, yep. let me tell you right now, you know, and, and I want to make sure that I mention this because uh, George – over at Revolution MMA, uh, where Sarah McMahon's trains out of, and they've got they've got a number of great fighters. They're starting a new promotion called Eight Six Four MMA, and I'm going to be broadcasting for them. I'm going to be um, also the brand ambassador for that, that company, and I'm going to be broadcasting their first show in January. And they're the local promotion here in South Carolina. So let's not forget. It all starts locally. Go out and support. If you're a fight fan, go out and support your local MMA promotion. If you're a pro wrestling fan, go out and support your local indie promotion. Yeah, I'll tell everybody one name. Avon Bashi. Write it down. That kid's going to be a UFC champion. He fights for FSF out of Michigan. The kid's a killer. Go on YouTube and YouTube. I'm going to say Justin Justin Sumter. And we talked about Justin Sumter last week's show. I had uh, Karen Jacobs on, and we talked about Justin. And the reason I say Justin Sumter, I got a chance to coach Justin. He's a great wrestler. He's got great submissions. He's got great hands. He's he's fast as hell, and he just signed recently with Bellator. So I'm going to tell everybody, look at Justin Sumter. But these guys, they all come from somewhere. They, They don't come out of thin air. Uh, it's the small bush league shows really that that make these that make these kids. Cody Garbrandt fight in Gladiator of the Cage in in Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, it's, it's just amazing to see these kids come up and, and what they're able to do from these small organizations that I've attended. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I did my book, uh, the history of MMA and pro wrestling with Eric Paulson. I mean, Eric Paulson never fought in UFC. He was world Shuto champion, but he fought guys like Matt Hume, you know, extreme fighting. And he never, he never fought on the huge stage here in the United States with with UFC. So there's a lot of great fighters that never fought in pride or UFC. Yeah. And we're looking for those fighters. You know, we do have an upcoming movie coming up. We have a documentary coming up. Um, you know, we would love to talk to any of the legends that are out there listening to this show about being a part of it. Any current fighters that may want to be a part of the movie, reach out to us. Um, we're doing a movie in 2018 with New Vision Films called No Way Out. 
with the director, Jeffrey Parker. It's awesome. going to involve a lot of the legends. Um, Stephen Bonner's been hitting me hard about a lead role. Nice. Um, and then we're doing a documentary with Cellar 13 Films, um, Legends of the Cage. And we're going to be doing a documentary called After the Final Bell, where we talk to these guys and we see the effects. And, you know, we go through their entire career and where it's led them to now. So and, and, we got a lot and, coming up. There, there was great advice. I want to introduce Brian Snow. Before I do this, great advice that I was given, someone we talk about on the show all the time, was, was Billy Wicks, who was a coach and mentor for me and gave me great advice as a kid. No matter what you're doing, have a regular job. You know, don't try to make a living fighting or even coaching fighters. You know, I was a I was a pretty pretty good wrestler and a, and a pretty good pretty good competitor, but I never had the I never had the delusions that I could make a living, you know, fighting in a cage. And I think that for the youngsters out there, the message that I always say to anybody is is get a job and get a regular source of income. And uh, fighting is really not going to be – it's almost like, you know, you look at – look at I know Brian Snow, my co-host here, is a basketball player. Look at basketball. You know, your odds of ever making it and making a living at it are rare. But if it's a sport you're good at, you might get some money for college. You know, I got that for wrestling. So there's there's things like that that you could do. But But at the end of the day, you know – Get a job, and uh, and have some kind of a backup plan besides just fighting. And say the pro wrestlers too, you know. Uh, so I want to turn this over to Brian Snow, the Snowman himself. Uh, Snowman, you've been listening. What are I your have, thoughts on this? I get first dibs on all documentaries that are produced because I think I'm going to love watching every single one of them how they're how they're done and the content within this has been a an absolutely great show tonight and to you gentlemen i'm reminded of the words of the late great jim volvano speaking of basketball the greatest gift one person can give another is their belief in them and what happens for a lot of these guys that want to get into wrestling or get into mma sometimes it just starts with a with the belief in them that's all. That's what it starts with. Definitely, you you gotta believe you gotta believe in yourself first of all, and you've gotta have you gotta have a plan. And Mr. Brian Moore, we got the two Brian's. I am Mr. Brian Moore. I want to make this show a reality, uh, whether it be a reality show or some live pro wrestling shows. And I think we can do that. We had a guest on who I mentioned uh, that you were coming on the show, a man by the name of the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, who's a huge fan of the show, a uh, legend in the world of professional wrestling, um, NWA legend, uh, tag team partner with the Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, just an all-around legend and promoter here in South Carolina. And he is big on MMA and big on uh, UFC and bringing those guys in. So we, he said that to tell you that he could work with you on putting together a show here in South Carolina in the year 2018. Yeah, I'm down. Like I said, 
these guys are ready. Um, you know, I've got guys out there from the early MMA days that would love to go up against some pro wrestlers. You know, give them a real whipping. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make it let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So, Brian Snow, I'm going to give you the final question for Brian. More. My final question is this. How many more documentaries are you doing and how fast can I get a hold of them? <laughs> we're we're actually it's going to be a a series of documentaries. We're going to be talking to a lot of the early guys like Art Davey and getting their perspective of MMA. But what I'm looking forward to is each individual fighter um, being able to cover these guys. There's so many stories that fans don't know that made these guys who they are today. And we're looking forward to putting the true history of this sport out there. Um, any Legends of the Cage fans out there know that I recently bought the building for the Legends of the Cage Hall of Fame. Um, we're going to be revamping the whole building this year. It's exciting. We're going to have a home now for these legends, be able to show the history and tell the true history of the sport. So a lot's going on in 2018, man. Like I said, just Google Legends of the Cage. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere, YouTube. And and support. Support the guys that, that built the sport that we all love. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Moore. Legends of the Cage, and once again, we got a great tune to take you all away. And it goes something like this. We'll talk to y'all in seven days. We're out of here.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.